Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for September 6, 2020. Koyo Kubose here, so very, very glad you joined us. Oh boy, you know, <laughs> I was thinking about um, what right effort means in, you know, the Buddha was uh, so pragmatic and practical. He didn't have a, you know, Ten Commandments, not commandments, but sort of suggestions, guidelines. He says, hey, you know, and right effort is one of the eightfold paths. And, and of course, it, it could mean uh, work hard, put in good effort, <laughs> right? You know, uh, uh, if you want to, you, you, the, what is the meaning, the implication of the word right? in right understanding, right speech, and so forth. Uh, it's it's uh, something beyond just right and wrong, you know, because um, uh, Buddhist approaches not, does not emphasize dualism, you know, um, where dimensions are split into two, black and white, good and bad, success, failure, because the hallmark of, I, I heard this once in an educational uh, seminar, and the guy was saying uh, the, the, his definition of going to college is that you learn that the world is gray. That's the definition of edu- being educated. Because before that, you think in terms of your thought is dualistic. That's either right or wrong, or uh, 
the experts have got to tell me what's right or wrong. Or, you know, I've got to decide what's right. No, 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 not the experts. I have to decide what's right or wrong. He says, no, it's even more subtle, nuanced than that. It's that there is no right or wrong. There's all these shades of gray. And somewhere somebody has draws a line and says, well, everything on this side is, you know, A, and everything on this side is B. But uh, that's an interesting definition or, you know, what what it means to be educated. And I think Buddhism is right along with science, common sense, you know, and to appreciate shades of gray. Uh-huh. You know, I remember one time uh, when we lived outside of Chicago and uh, we had a dog and take it. There was a dog beach in Evanston, which is a suburb just north of Chicago. And there was a group of people that brought their dogs there uh, early in the morning. And, um, you know, uh, one day there was a friend that I knew. Uh, she was a member. Of, she was she was a Buddhist, and she had a dog, and she was so she was all upbeat all the time. And one overcast day, I was on the beach, and she came, and she said, "Look at all the beautiful gray shades of gray in the sky." <laughs> it was overcast, you know. And I said, I said to myself, "Wow, you know." Uh, it's always in the eye of the beholder. Huh? <laughs> That's a good lesson. And anyway, what I wanted to just mention this morning is something that happened the uh, last few days. Uh, my son and his family are visiting for an extended stay. Um, and uh, <clears throat> we were working together the other day in terms of, um, see, they're staying in, in our sanctuary, which is about, I guess, mm, 100, 150 feet uh, behind our house, main house. And uh, we just completed a solar project with some panels on the house and there wasn't enough room for the panels on the house. So the contractor said, well, we could, we'll put some panels on your sanctuary, even though, you know, uh, we, cause I had decided that we don't use the sanctuary that much in order to, for the extra cost of putting solar into the sanctuary. And so, but just for the house, well, they needed more panels then would fit on the house. So they put some on the sanctuary and they had to run a line to connect it up to the system in the house. And it's about 100, 150 feet, as I said. And they saw they dug a trench and they, the electricity that's generated by the panels on the sanctuary roof uh, are transmitted over to the house. And uh, it's all set to go, but uh, the trench 
is the last thing that has to be filled back in. They have, a, you know, those big working machines come in and with the shovel on the end, power, and uh, they dug it up. And so the, the there's a cable line in there. And, and they, they're, this is an outfit um, located out of L.A., and they, they work all over the state. But um, it's been a while since the trench has been open, and I told them, you know, there's no hurry. So when you have a job geographically close to us, then stop by and they'll, they'll fill up the trench. And uh, So in the meantime, we're taking advantage of the fact that there's this open trench between the sanctuary and the house because we don't have Wi-Fi over in the sanctuary. Um, it takes some uh, jury rigging to to uh, um, videotape and stuff our uh, induction lay minister induction services when we hold it in the sanctuary because uh, we can't get uh, cannot get internet there and so forth. So my son says, "Well." Uh, uh, Let's put it put it in there because they're like a lot of people with the virus around. They're they're working from home and they they need internet access and they're staying in the sanctuary on air beds. And uh, so he's got some cable uh, that we lay in the in the trench since it's open and. Got some coax in there for future use and all this, and then it'll be all covered up later. So we were uh, we were working together. We had walkie-talkies, and uh, he goes into the crawl space of the sanctuary where we're going to run some wires here and there and decide where to come up uh, into the sanctuary, how to hook it up on the house end to the Internet line. Um which uh, our Sierra Telephone Company, we get our internet through them. And it's located, uh, you know, on the far end of our house from the sanctuary. So we got to run a pretty good line. And um, you can't have the line too long. I think there's a 300 feet limit. Uh, but he also puts in some coax, which for future use and this kind of thing. So it's a nice project and we're working together. and. I realized, you know, when when the, when the if you're a family uh, and the children are little, you're always doing things together. If they're little, you know, young children. But after they become adults and they have their own home and they moved out and everything, uh, it's it's not easy to get together. You know, if you have several children, um, and uh, but. We were working together on this because we had to feed the line and and uh, he got into the crawl space in the sanctuary and then we ran the line and we came up in a certain place and I cut out a little thing for a, I don't know, what, what do you call it, a wall plate, sort of like an electrical outlet plate, but it's it's got the connections for plug-in. Uh, USB and other things like that. And um, so I was thinking to myself, 
you know, maybe young people, they take it for granted, but to me, gee, being able to work together or uh, that's a precious richness in life, you know, uh, the togetherness of it. And so I was really thinking about that. And one time my other son, he's in a trailer on our property. The three of us, me and my two boys, we were figuring out something about hooking up, uh, updating his water supply to the trailer. We were all standing around um, uh, trying to fit figure out the best way and fix this leak here and there. And, and it was only about, you know, 15 minutes of standing around working, doing this and all about this and thing. I don't think they thought about it, but I thought about it was that, gee, it's been a long time since <laughs> the three of us were together and working, t- working together. That's right effort. I don't know. I was thinking to me, I was thinking that, you know, and uh, the excitement of, of of a work project. Hey, you know, working. <laughs> well, well, well. I want to introduce our guest to give us a Dharma glimpse today, C.J. Dayo, living in uh, Alabama, and he was part of our LM9 group. And as I look at our, you know, we use a blog talk uh, radio, uh, well, ra- well, radio, blog talk internet service that gives us uh, a studio and I when I click on the studio thing I see who's calling in and who's waiting and and sometimes people send in an mp3 uh, of their Dharma glimpse and some people call in live so uh, CJ Dio is calling in live because uh, I know his uh, on the list I know his area code is 334 so I unmute him, and here he is. Good morning, everyone, and thank you, Reverend Goyo. Um, Actually, we are in North Georgia this morning, and we've been pretty much in the same position you have been. We're staying with Mom for a few days. Jackie's doing great, and we've been working together to put in a goldfish pond here at her house, and yes, it's wonderful feeling because you don't get that as an adult like you do when when you're a kid. Um, A wise man once said that gardening is cheaper than therapy and you get tomatoes. Actually, that may have just been written on his t-shirt, but regardless, it's true. Um, During this whole COVID situation, uh, it has been one weird, long summer. And part of my survival strategy is gardening. I was not under any delusion that I could actually feed the multitude from my little plot of vegetables in the backyard. But I was convinced that uh, touching the earth was just going to be vital to maintaining my sense of sanity through it all. And yes, we got tomatoes. Um, However, from the start, my garden was a lesson in the futility of self-power. Deer eat okra leaves. If you ever grow okra, you might need to know that. They love the things. I don't know why. But I planted moonflower, which deterred the deer from eating the okra because they don't like moonflower. 
However, the moonflower attracts sphinx moths that lay eggs that become large hornworm caterpillars that eat tomato leaves. So I planted coriander to attract the ladybugs to eat the eggs laid by the moths attracted by the moonflower to deter the deer that eat the okra. You can see this quickly became a case of the house that Jack built, like the mine chasing itself around in loopy circles. All I could really do was just pay attention and respond to each mini disaster as they unfolded, and it was amusing. I mean, I had fun doing it. In the meantime, I weeded my garden. It was almost like a morning meditation. I have one of these little small Korean hand hose, handheld hose, and I could like weed out one row each morning before my shower. Uh, here I was confronted with how selfish and cruel I could be, because in my garden I was definitely deaf. From the tiny oak trees springing up from the acorns planted by the squirrels in the soft dirt between the rows, to the anthills that my hoe invariably found. Um, there was no question about it. And those anthills, I would turn one over and I'd see strange-looking white soil where the ants had worked it, and immediately the worker ants would grab the grubs and the eggs and the unborn and try to move them to safety. In my evening meditation, you know, I recite the Bodhisattva vows to save all beings in need. But in my garden, I was just another greedy primate willing to sacrifice oak trees and ant grubs and what and anything else that got in my way just so I could put tomatoes on my table. Day after day, I had to accept another truth, and that was namely that I was okay with the level of destruction I was causing. Touching the earth didn't just keep me sane, it also kept me humble. As the summer wore on, I realized another simple fact. There's a difference between getting tomatoes and growing tomatoes. Um, we had plenty of them, but I actually didn't grow any of them myself. For all my acts of self-power, the tomatoes just kind of grew. That's what they do. And the potential was there in every seed, every plant, every flower. Uh, the most I did was just provide some space, sit and wait. I carried water a time or two. I was on guard against the hornworms, but the tomatoes actually did all the work. This reminds me of other power, and um, excuse me, I lost my place just a second there. But I think we're a little bit more like those tomato plants than we sometimes realize. Now, we strive to better ourselves, to meditate and cultivate compassion. These are good things, and we need big goals in life, even if they're a little bit beyond our reach. However, here and now, in this present moment, I think there's another part of us that's unfolding exactly as it should. It's deep roots of the Pure Land, and where it flowers are the places of awakening. You can't force it any more than you can force those tomato plants to grow. We can call it Buddha, uh, Buddha nature or other power. We can call it Amida Buddha or oneness. Uh, it is the universe, in my opinion, having a very human experience. And even though we often forget that it's there beneath the surface of things, it remembers, and it is our timeless home. <laughs> 
Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. As I was listening, all kind of associations uh, triggered off in my memory. And uh, he, uh, he started off talking about putting a goldfish pond in his mother's place and so forth. And uh, I remember when uh, 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 he came for induction to Bright Dawn here in Central California. And uh, uh, his mother was uh, there. And his mother said something that I thought was, you know, very brilliant. And uh, during the weekend, uh, one time she said to me, uh, you know what what you're doing here, this program, this is not a money thing. We don't charge any tuition or it's, you know, it's not a for, for profit. It's not a commercial. It's not a business kind of deal. This is not a money thing. This is not a prestige thing um, because it's not like uh, some Tibetan lamas, gurus, or or some stern Zen master who everybody's sort of scared of or, you know, authority figure. We're very in, we're in America. It's very horizontal, very democratic, and um, so forth. Uh, and we offer this program. Okay. So she said, "This is a giving thing." Okay. Now I, I kind of made some you know explanatory comments, but she just had those three simple lines. Hey, what you're doing here? You know this. This is not a money thing. It's not a prestige thing. It's a giving thing. Okay. So it's not for our, our ego, not for our status or, you know, anything like that. And it's it's not a business money-making venture. This is our Dharma work. This is right effort. Uh-huh. Wow, right livelihood. Wow, that they even got, the Buddha even had a separate category for, you know, in the Eightfold Path. Right thought, right effort, right livelihood, right meditation, and so forth. But uh, I never thought about it like this, and she was appreciative of the kind of work we're doing, Dharma work. Um, and you know what's the, what adds to the richness of life is um, kind of a personal connection you make with people. It comes around serendipitously, uh, forms a connection or a bond and uh, of communication. And, uh, <laughs> I hope he doesn't mind, but this, this is, this, I just love this. We were so I have a garden, and uh, he's probably get tired of hearing this example, but uh, it's one of my favorites. So we were, I was taking him up for a tour of our property and I was taking him through my garden and I had some um, uh, peas growing up against the fence and I guess there are all kinds of peas, but there are peas that you grow 
um, you know, there are those, I guess they call them, what do they call them? Chinese peas or, uh, where you, they're flat and you, you eat the whole thing. But there are other peas that you, that you, uh, that you shell and eat the pea pods inside the pod. Okay. And these were she- uh, shelling peas. You buy them and, and you grow them. And, uh, when they're mature, then you pick them and then you got to, uh, take the pea pods, the peas out of the pod. Okay. And, um, so I was walking towards showing, going to show them my peas. And so I was facing toward the fence. He was behind me. So it probably couldn't hit, you know, hear me very, very well. And so I was saying, well, right over here, I got my shelling peas. And he said, wow, Shaolin peas, you know, and, uh, you know, and we laughed and, uh, I think that's a beautiful richness in sharing life together. I had a, a Dharma colleague, well-known Buddhist minister, and he, he was always talking about sharing life together, which is sounds like a mundane social term, eh, share life together. You know, you get together. But he was always used that phrase. And that's one of his uh, kind of signature teachings in his approach. Appreciate the real meaning of being able to share life together, whether it's working together or getting together. Never takes that for granted in terms of the harmony, in terms of the gratitude that might be involved in all these things for spiritual life. Okay? And part of that is, I think, humor and when we joke together I remember again this is I don't know if this is a good example but there was a a minister in Los Angeles uh, and uh, he told a story that uh, he he had a kind of a bond with one of the uh, younger Dharma school they they use the term Dharma school instead of Sunday school it's a Dharma school student Asked this minister, he was a young guy, and you know, he said, she, the student said, hey, why, Sensei, why is your, the shoes that you have, the style, is the, the, the toes are kind of pointed? And he quipped, oh, this is so that I can get those, those cockroaches in the corners. He was joking, but uh, every time... Uh, the two of them were together, they would remember that and they look at each other with a little twinkle in the eye. And that is the richness in sharing life together. Um, but from this Shaolin, Shaolin piece, you know, of course, Shaolin is where uh, uh, Bruce Lee and so forth, uh, training, trainers, spiritual warriors. Say, well, apply this to uh, being a spiritual warrior. And in fact, uh, in subsequent uh, communication and written things, I got an envelope and there was a a peapod dressed like a ninja, (laughs) you know? And so 
uh, it gets its own legs and uh, it's a, I think that it really is captured by the richness of life. Uh, and uh, nature uh, is part of what we might call other power. Sometimes, just overgeneralizing, but human beings, people, um, could be characterized as saying, you know, always wanting, the whole life is oriented toward being more in control. Because if you're in control of your life and what's going on and things, you, you can get your way. Isn't this what life is about? Becoming skillful or having money to increase your degrees of freedom to do what you want. And so the whole thing is becoming competent, becoming, you know, increasing self-power. But there is, how can, isn't it kind of ridiculous for one puny individual to hold in his arms out and think that he could, control or direct the whole flow of the universe. Uh, So nature, and if you're having to do with nature in the sense of growing things or working in a garden, uh, there is humility there because um, the earth (laughs) and, of course, ecology and all these things, uh, the weather, we, we can't control everything, human beings. Um, uh, right effort is working together okay? uh, and and I remember I don't know quite how this is related but when you see statues of a seated Buddha uh, is the mudras the hand gestures one is I think he's pointing to the earth or touching the earth and in those days in uh, India, over 2,500 years ago, there were a lot of teachers. There were a lot of systems of uh, us being, you know, uh, going on a spiritual path, becoming a truth seeker. And uh, 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 there was a sort of a, a custom among uh, this movement that, uh, you couldn't just say you were a, a, a good teacher. You had to show it, you know. And uh, in fact, the leader, other leaders of the day, you know, uh, uh, authority, they would say, "Hey, I, I witness his spiritual growth and so forth. I'm a witness." So a common question in those days was, "Who's your witness?" You know person that's giving a talk and a crowd is gathered and he's got something to contribute okay, to his aesthetic efforts and his own journey and now he's sharing you know what he gained through his dedication and so sometimes people say well you know, who's your witness it's sort of like maybe a teacher nowadays in modern society will say hey where were you trained what college did you go to Okay. Uh, and in the Buddhist case, of course, as you know, in his biography, he studied under all the teachers of the day and 
But he was so sincere and so uh, down to earth that he could not get complete satisfaction for himself. And I think to that extent applies to all of us because human life is, we're not machines. We don't have gears and things that are so precise. You know, there's a lot of grayness in our lives. Okay. And um, so he was asked, as you know, well, who's your witness? Big shot. <laughs> and he pointed to the earth or he touched the earth and he said, the Buddha said, the earth is my witness. He didn't have to rely on the established authorities, hierarchy and system. Huh? He says, and what spiritual leader would say, uh, don't believe me just because I have a reputation and I say this is a good teaching. Check it out in your own life. What kind of a spiritual leader would say such a thing? That in itself is so unique and impressive. Uh, he didn't have to act like a big shot, you know. And that's why I, I think um, something that grounds us as our, you know, our our own ego, our illusionary sense of striving always for self-power and competence and rather than harmony, working with nature, not trying to overcome it. Garden will teach you humility, no doubt about it. Uh, uh, you can't control the weather. All these years of civilization and, you know, uh, 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 well, we have a lot of wildfires in California right now, lightning strikes. There's a lot of things that, you know, uh, we that we humans we have to deal with. And I don't think we should feel we should have that it's good kind of a goal to have complete control and tremendous 100% self-power and controlling everything, predicting everything, knowing everything. What kind of life would that be? Some people, it seems like that's their whole philosophy of life, but if you think about it, what kind of a life would that be where you you can control everything, you know what's going to happen, okay? You're such a sure, a sure golfer that you when you get on a green and you putt a 50-foot putt, you know it's going in. What kind of a challenge and when, you know, okay? There's virtues in ambiguity and uncertainty. Those are Buddhist virtues. Man alive. So anyway, <laughs> uh, those are my ramblings today, and that's all for the broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a beautiful day. Thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. 
Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.